welcome back to 5x5 podcast. Smack dab in the lit- middle of a firestorm from hell outside. Uh, we're back with your weekly dose of, of local politics and stories. Uh, the podcast at the very intersect of um, culture and politics. My name is Tommy Tribble. I'm here with... What's up, Ram? Reyes once again here. Also, this is like a week later. So I don't know if I hope yeah, we're well, still. I'm just gonna assume everything's still bad. I hope <laughs> California's still standing by the time this episode airs, because at, at the time of recording, the dry it's called Dry Creek Creek Fire. I forgot. Creek fire is the Creek Fire is raging and, right now. Yeah, and yeah, um, but we nevertheless we're bringing you a. Great episode today. Uh, we are joined by uh, Salvador Solorio Ruiz, a candidate for the Delano City Council, who also currently sits on the Kern County District for uh, the Democratic Central Committee. Uh, hi, how are you? Hey, welcome. I'm Sal. good. I'm good. How are y'all doing today? Well, uh, I'm good. A little bit <laughs> so hungover. Well, now it's kind of passed, but now I'm just tired regularly. Now I'm just regular tired. I don't get hungover anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's good. How are Bye. you, Sal? I wish that was my those were my problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you you just started a campaign, so you you're out in these streets. You're exactly. Out, yeah. I'm out and about doing things, taking lawn signs, talking to voters. Ugh, it's it's yeah. Yeah, you were just out right now, right? Because we had to push the podcast a bit, but you were like going out and about, like yeah. What was that like? How was that? It was it was very good because. Um, I, well, first off, like I'm the only one running around doing all of these things, like because a lot of my peeps, like they're either busy or whatnot. And I'm like, no worries. But at the end of the day, the work still has to get done. Right. So, yeah. but I really enjoy it because I spoke to several business owners in main, in downtown Main Street. And they, you know, I, I told them about why I was running and they they told me their concerns, like, you know, uh, that, you know, they want to see Main Street a lot more cleaner. And the truth of it is those are the one-on-one conversations that mm-hmm. are going to ignite the trust and loyalty for people to come out and vote for me for this yeah. campaign. Um, and, uh, and especially when it comes to our business owners, we heavily need to invest in our uh, mom and pop shops, not into like big corporations like Walmart and Target and things like that. Just my opinion, right? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I didn't want to mention. Oh, yeah. You, you guys, you, do you know what Jollibee is? You know what Jollibee? Yes, that's coming down to uh, to Delano. It's, it's yes. How Delano is has a Jollibee because my parent, my dad told me, like, oh, dude, there's a Jollibee at Delano now. And I'm like, no way. And I was like, yeah. Jollibee is like Filipinos, like McDonald's. It's like, <laughs> it's like our, it's like our flagship, like fast food. It's like a, really? Every every Filipino loves Jollibee. I and love it. I've never usually, had it. What do they What do they serve there? It's, it's called it's chicken. It's fried chicken, like chicken joy. Mm. Uh, and usually all the Jollibees are like really far away, like in San Jose, Bay Area, L.A. But now there's one in Delano, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go to Delano now. <laughs> yeah, I've never but, been. I've never been. <laughs> but the thing that I'm thinking of now, because I've never tried Jollibee, but if you compared it to like mcdonald's like in like going in and out type of thing 
I thought it was like the way it looks. I thought it was like you sit down, you have a meal. Oh you know? no, it's it's fast food. It's fa- oh, dude, dude, Filipino people love fast food. I mean, I guess it's like I don't know. I don't know how to explain Jollibee to Americans because it's just <laughs> we love it. I mean, Jollibee. We're too ignorant to grasp the finer details. But Delano now is like, like I have to go because. That's the closest Jollibee now, <laughs> and I'm I like, love it. no, I'm, like, oh. I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to try it. Yeah, once the, once your uh, once this is all over, once COVID is over, we gotta go head down to Jollibee. Honestly, yeah, maybe maybe Ram will establish residence so we can vote for you. you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. so yeah, you should. I should. I think yeah. Maybe my first question is from the Filipino community: How are you gonna? <laughs> how are you gonna support Jollibee? <laughs> I hate that. We you don't have to answer that. We can move on. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna explain jolly music? No, by <laughs> no, honestly, if it's if it's you know, you know, if it's really something that you know, it's like, hey, you know, how are you gonna support by going? Because because you know, when we talk about you know specific businesses opening up, if they're like multicultural, whatever it, whatever it may be, you know, mm-hmm. it it's important for us to support that right mm-hmm. it's like instead of seeing mcdonald's all the time yeah. let's see some taquerias let's see some yeah. you know more things more like jollibee that. fresno jollibee. open a fucking jollibee i've been waiting for a jollibee <laughs> to open up in this city for so long and i'm surprised delano got it before fresno because i feel like honestly so many i was about there. to say that too because fresno is a lot bigger i would think you know it's it, it'll be a lot yeah. more over there also vaselli has a dunkin donuts <laughs> and that, that, Filipinos love fast food and this is all I care about. Like my mom was like, they're like, oh yeah, a Dunkin' open up like in Hanford or Visalia. Oh, we're gonna go drive down there. I'm like, why? But I'm like, but then I see a Dunkin' Donuts, like, oh guys, we gotta stop at the Dunkin' Donut. That's insane. It's not even good. <laughs> it's not okay. Even good. You don't understand, dude. Filipinos like it's dude, when I was no, when I was a kid, when I was a kid in like the Philippines, and my mom would come from the city from Manila and she would bring home Dunkin' Donuts. That shit was like like Christmas is like, oh shit, oh, we got that's memories like, right cause, there, exactly. Because we were poor, yeah. But like, so I was like, oh shit, Dunkin' Donuts, Jollibee. So, well, it's like, it's yeah. like even here, here, like in Delano, we always go. Ever since I was small, we would always wake up early and go to a uh, a Filipino bakery. <clears throat> oh really? And it is bomb. Those lady Ooh. fingers. Oh. <laughs> dude, my, <laughs> dude, have, so have, have you ever had the pandesal or? I don't know what it's like a bread. I don't know what it's most like likely, pil- but I just I don't know the name. Yeah, but but yeah. So how'd you get your start in like politics? Because I know you worked on the Bernie campaign, I think, or no? Good you question. Were yeah, good question. Like, what Honestly, was the start? Yeah, that's a long story, but just to you know to go into it real quick. So I yeah, Tom. So honestly, right? Um, so honestly, the reason, like, I always think about how I'm, how I answer that question of what got me into politics, what got me civically engaged. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, well, the 2016 election, the 2016 mm. election. Seems like and, a lot. and then I, I would think, and I was like, well, was it because of Trump? But then really looking back, it was because of Bernie. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. That's why I was so into that election was not because of Hillary, not because of Trump. Yeah. Because of Bernie. Right. Mm-hmm. He, I would, yeah. when I would see him, you know, on my phone doing his speeches or whatever it may be, he really spoke to me. And I was just like, damn, I want to mm-hmm. vote for this guy. And it was my first time voting and I voted for Bernie and I was proud of it. So Bernie really 
lit that fire in me to really get more involved. And then of course it kind of, you know, um, exacerbated when Trump got elected. It was just like, yeah. I remember the night that, that he got elected. I was at the oh. gym. I was at the yeah. gym and I literally, it was just like, I felt like literally like drained and scared. I felt yeah. scared. Yeah, like, no, it was, it was like, so draining. Am I safe to be out here? Like I'm a, you know, I'm a person of color. Like, am I safe? Like people weren't thinking, you know? And, um, and so then fast forward to graduating. Oh, but real quick, it's an important thing. So I actually ran for Senator of my college. And after that election, after that time, wait, where'd you, where'd you go to college? Uh, CSU Fresno. Oh, wait, you're, you're, you're still going there, right? No, I graduated. Oh, you graduated. Graduated okay. last year. With um, what? With poli sci? Well, what major? Uh, bachelor's in communication. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Of course. We're, they got another one. We're another one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the brain drain. Fucking communications major. I'm just kidding. I love <laughs> communication was my, like, out of all of the courses that I had, communication really, it, it teaches you not only how to communicate, but so much of just rhetoric and in general analyzing rhetoric. It's, it's amazing. And, and mm -hmm. I really enjoyed my professors. I, I loved it. I loved it and I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, even if I could, you know, cause I, at first I was like, I was, I was a nursing major and then I was oh. like, you know what? <laughs> this is a little too hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, so then I switched to communication and that was totally different. And then, so I ran for center in my college and I lost. Um, by like 20 votes and I was so mad um, wait when was that when was that election that you that, that you was probably I want to say maybe a year before I graduated or so so I graduated in 2019 so maybe what 17 18? 18 was I out there when that happened because I went I started going to to state 2018 mm-hmm yeah so, so I, I might have yeah, been, so been I might have been I might have been uh covering that election ASG oh, election no. Maybe. Like, you know, Demi. Wack. Yeah, Demi. That's when she ran for president. Oh, okay. So, yeah. No. So, we were we were there. We were all there. I was there. Nice. I, I was in the collegian covering her, uh, covering that whole thing. And Dope. Dude, those were interesting. Um, the, the debates between Demi and uh, Blake Zonti. Those were some spicy... This spicy debates from what oh, I remember. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And and um so then I I lost and then afterwards, you know, my one of my professors, she teaches uh she teaches um American public discourse and she about movements and all that and she uh she told me like, "Hey, you know, you can still get involved in your local government. Like this isn't it, right?" And I was just mm. like, "You're right." So then in 2018, one of my friends, um, Brian Osorio, he, yep. he was elected, um, as a council member in Delano and I got more involved because of him. He was mm. like that outlet. And I always tell Brian, I'm like, I, before you got elected, I reached out to other council members in Delano and none of them responded about me just wanting to get involved. I was like, I, I, I want to get involved, right? Where do I go? And that mm. also shows the lack of commitment that these council members have when it comes to youth, because mm -hmm. if they didn't reach out or respond back to me, yeah. when I sent them an email or whatever it may be to just get involved in my city, like that shows the lack of transparency there and the lack of commitment for our youth. So then when Brian got elected, I got, he, he like, he's, you know, he 
he actually um, had a meeting with a bunch of youth and he was like, you know, you can get involved. You can, you know, attend council meetings and whatever it may be. And, uh, and I got involved because of him and I started attending council meetings and attending protests and marches and community events and, and just, you know, analyzing how the current council members were, were, um, were voting. And then I decided to also run for the central committee with a couple of colleagues of mine. And, um, and I won for that and I won that seat. And then fast forward to now, um, almost two years with really being involved in, in, you know, local government in Delano, I, before deciding to run, I really just stopped and said, you know, if one, you know, if who else is going to do it? Cause mm-hmm. there was three seats opened up. And number two is if I don't run now, what's going to happen to the community with four more years of these individuals, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. So I took it upon myself and I said, you know what? I'm running. And Damn. it's very, it's very odd because like, and me, of course, like everyone can relate, you know, you always have that imposter syndrome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about that with David. I was yeah. on, I was on a f- phone call with uh, David Paredes, who's uh, running for school board. Friend and of the pod, David Paredes. Friend of the pod. Uh, but yeah, we we talked about the same thing about imposter syndrome. I have imposter syndrome right now. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be running this podcast. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing this uh, thing that I'm doing, you know? But yeah, we can all relate to just that imposter yeah, syndrome. Yeah, but what you got to do, Ram, is you need to just sit down with yourself. And this sounds so cliche, mm-hmm. but just self-talk. Mm. Self-talk? Self-talk is key. Like talking to myself, I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> How? Well, what are what do you Wait, do to well, like what's, what's, what's your conversation? Yourself? Yeah, yeah. What's your what's it like your conversation with yourself? What do you say to yourself? <laughs> what do you say to yourself every morning? <laughs> is it a you is smart, a you is kind kind of thing? <laughs> kind of, what do you say? Yeah, kind of like that, kind of like that as well. Um, but just like I'm smart, at, like, and I go back to like looking at the documentary from uh, AOC. Knocked down mm. the house. Oh, house. I need to watch oh, that. I so. love that. I love that one. I still Loved it. it. How she even spoke to herself before going on in a debate. And she was like, I'm smart enough to do this. I'm mature enough. I'm, you know, I'm capable enough to do this. And that's really what I have to remind myself oh. is that I can do this, you know? And, mm. and at the end of the day, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it was, it's never about me. Right. And, and I know yeah. that's cliche because it's kind of resembling to Bernie, but the truth yeah. of it is that's that's what it's all about, right? We need leaders who are not going to get up there and say, it's all about me. I'm your savior. I'm going to save everyone. Yeah, Because yeah. that's not what it's about. It's about someone saying, and this is how I want to, you know, be if, I, if elected, when elected, is bring the community in and say, mm-hmm. hey, what do you think? What do you think we should do in the city? How are we doing things and, and, and actually hold our elected officials accountable, including myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many organizations, youth led organizations in Kern County that, um, you know, in a sense, put politicians, you know, and elected officials feet to, to the fire. And I'm mm-hmm. so okay with that because that's who we work for. And if mm-hmm. we can't take that criticism from our own people, then what are we even doing? Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much, um, kind of how I got into politics and, you know, it's, it's very, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that each time we've talked to 
well, we mostly talked to progressive like candidates, and I think each of them kind of carry Bernie's message of not me us. Like I is very much like it's awesome to see that like that message is really taken to heart by like all of us that love Bernie. Is that like it's not it's not me. It's not me. It's us, you know. Like Bernie was never supposed to like yeah, I wish he was elected, but uh, you know, it was always about the people behind his campaign. Right. And I think hold up these candidates as like messianic figures but really it's like the people who put them there that are like the important thing yeah yeah do you guys think that's because of like how we got i'm just like spitballing here because i kind of like when obama we kind of like put all our hope in obama and then it just oh 100 it it ended up not happening i I think i know where you're going to this you know we're like we put all our eggs in obama and then it didn't change and then we realized like oh shit (laughs) our eggs in obama oh okay but like you know (laughs) we had hope okay we had oh you know but like bernie was never like bernie's not an obama figure bernie was all about like bernie i'm bernie but also it's all about my campaign you know what i'm saying i think that's kind of like how we progress now as like voters i guess or just and, and the, the truth of it too rem is i think when you talk about national politics and you talk about the presidency and you talk about what happened with donald trump being elected we need and it's so crazy how we're not having the conversation how the establishment and this isn't having the conversation of how we ended up there right mm-hmm. like i was yeah. looking at a video and they were saying how obama you know he was, he was in a sense like this huge movement as well that he built mm-hmm. and in a sense, he kind of let that die. Right. Yeah. And that's controversial yeah. to say, but, and I may get some heat for that, but <laughs> that's the truth. He let it die yeah. and he didn't, he, he, he sold out to the establishment. He sold out to, you know, to his special interests mm-hmm. and people noticed it and it led to Hillary Clinton losing because people yeah. just didn't give, give a shit. They didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. Yeah. And wow. that's what led to Trump. And and the, the sad thing is, you know, if you know, if Biden gets elected, awesome. We'll hold him accountable. But if he doesn't get elected, I hope and I pray that the establishment finally freaking realize that they need <laughs> actual policy. Yeah. <laughs> actual yeah policy. Exactly. I'm like, no, none of this fucking what are we what are we arguing about now? Pelosi gonna salon i don't care man yeah people die <laughs> just to give a fuck about that so bad the world is burning so yeah yeah, yeah i'm like bro but so there's like three seats open right now on the delano city council yes and there's three seats open who, who's the other two people running again there's seven total of a seven total oh, seven. Of running mm-hmm. oh, okay because i was like listening now, three to- of them are incumbents mm, there was like I was listening to Brian Osorio's uh, episode on Reach Across Fresno. I don't know if you heard that one. I yeah, did. I think I think if I remember, if you get elected and the other two get elected, it's going to be a progressive like majority on the city council. Yes, my I'm colleague correct. as well is running um, as well. Her name is Veronica Vasquez, and she is she's amazing. Just the work mm. that she's done in the community, and she's a social worker. She's a laborer union president um with seiu and she's phenomenal and she is a force to be reckoned with as well and um she's actually one of the big reasons that i decided to run as well it's kind of like you get a partner right you're like mm-hmm. hey want to do this yeah. let's go let's go, let's go. 
scare the establishment, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Ram, if if all if three of us who are more, in a sense, quote unquote, progressive, get elected to those three seats, mm. progressives will hold a majority. And this just gets Angelino. me. This just gives me chills. Yeah, is the amount of change we can actually bring without without planning and saying, hey. What's going to be on the agenda that's controversial? We'll already be on top of that. <laughs> yeah, you already know. Right? Yeah. It's like we, if something controversial comes up, motion dies. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, like, and mm-hmm. that's what, that's why I'm so excited for this race is because we can completely transform Delano to work for the people, not against mm-hmm. it. Right. Because Ooh. what I have seen from the current incumbents is that for over eight years, you know, or more, you know, our rents have gone higher. Our utility bills have been getting more expensive and opportunity for our youth has decreased. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, is, it is definitely a time in which, you know, we need to remember as Delano residents, what Delano was founded on by Cesar like? Chavez, by mm-hmm. Dolores Huerta, by Larry, right? And, Ooh, and, and we need to Hello, remember Larry. that and say, we too can also make that change in, in our community. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you want to ask that was a, one of those questions, Sami? <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> I was going to let it flow more naturally, but sure. I'll ask one of those questions. Um, I, I wanted to ask, um, I was actually reading about you before you came on and um, I read that you're one of seven kids. Is that true? That is correct. Yeah. And um, I guess I wanted to know, like, you know, being a child of immigrants, Ram is too. Um, I want to ask like, what it was like growing up in Delano and if that contributed wait. to your sort of, um, you said, wait, what? Oh, sorry. No, continue. <laughs> no, I was going <laughs> to ask like, wait, so there's seven, seven yeah. kids. Yeah. So are you the oldest, youngest, I'm middle? Six. six. Oh, okay. Oh, Damn. Gosh. How's that? <laughs> it's, I was being it's, a six. It's great. It really is. So I, so to answer your question, so pretty much, you know, I think the way you grow up is by seeing your parents work so damn hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, that's how, that's one thing that I think I will always remember even when I'm older is that my parents, you know, they came here with very little and they fought so hard to make something out of themselves for their, for their life and for their children. And, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, you know, that is the example that they gave. Um, and that's something that, but, but the truth of it too, is that's not, it's not unique, right? Mm -hmm. It's not unique because there are many families in Delano who fight every dang day to just get a, 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 you know, a living wage to be able to put food on the table, to be able to just work hard for what they have. That's most of Delano people and most of Delano families, you know, who are, who are immigrants. So, so at the same time, it just goes to show that our people and immigrants, all they want is opportunity. Mm. That's all they freaking want. Yeah. And yet, and yet we get ridiculed, right? Yeah. For just wanting basic opportunity for everyone. So. And that's one of the major parts of your campaign, right? Like um, your pledge to protect undocumented farm workers. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So pretty much, you know, especially right now with the current pandemic, um, when it comes to our farm workers, I think we need to definitely advocate to provide proper PPE 
you know, mm. because they're not having proper PPE, you know, we need to, when it comes to our undocumented community, um, you know, thankfully with Brian, with council member uh, Osorio, um, the, the, the resolution of making Delano a sanctuary city passed. Ooh. And that oh, really? was, wow. that was phenomenal. And by the way, that meeting, uh, we can go in depth to that meeting later, but that meeting was so scary when that occurred because I saw and, and many saw the horrible, the horrible part of Delano. We saw racism. We saw so much just discrimination, dehumanization, right? Mm. And, 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 and that passed, but one can also say that we can always do much more, right? So by providing, I know, you know, one of Brian's pieces was he wanted to pr provide, you know, know your rights, uh, in, you know, information, you know, pretty much at every city area and just, you know, providing more informational, educational workshops for the community to build that bridge between getting that knowledge of the, knowing their rights as undocumented, as farm workers, um, and, and, and building that bridge to them knowing their, their, uh, their rights and, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. The, that, po <clears throat> that population is like the Grow, fastest like growing infected population because they don't have the right uh, equipment and they have to keep working <laughs> like yeah. there's no way they can't stop working I don't know if you guys saw this tw uh, this Twitter post where it's like California it's like s divided in three and it's like NorCal SoCal and then in the middle like Central Valley Circle and like no one cares I'm like what the fuck yeah like dude we feed the rest of the world we really we do. And, and that's, that's one thing that I remember a teacher once told me, like, if, you know, if something occurs where a different area wants to attack a part of the United States, like if they, if they look into the central Valley, like the central Valley literally feeds mm -hmm. everywhere. So yeah. it's like so many places. So this is literally the the place that feeds so many families and it's it's just it's it's ridiculous how much attention we don't really get as well right yeah hmm. and it's like the undocumented uh workers they they're they're not taking anyone's jobs i hate the notion right. of people is like dude nobody want like you're not gonna do that job they always argue like oh dude some white uh, kids gonna want to do it i'm like no they're not dude especially not without the ppe that we they're not gonna do that we need they're not gonna put themselves yeah in danger i'm like, like the least we could do is literally which is also PPE. a problem we should say that like undocumented people are forced to take the most grueling yeah most, no that is um inhumane the worst conditions yeah the worst pay all of that absolutely. yeah absolutely. and then they get ridiculed and just also yeah Get a lot of racism. Scapegoated for every yeah. problem. Hey, dude, I honestly, I did one of those, I think one summer in high school. I think I got a job picking like watermelons. Oh, I was wow. like, uh, that shit's hard, man. Like, it really is. It's I'm really like, hard. bro, I quit like the first day. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do this. I'm sorry. I think my, we need my to dainty hands also, can't handle you know, it. We need to pay them more, too. No, right? yeah, for it's sure. How we just don't. It's well, the yeah. work is crazy that they do. It's just mm -hmm. horrible. So um, they work, like like you said, you know, they work in very horrible conditions. Mm -hmm. So why not raise up their pay 
because they deserve it. You know, that, yeah. Yeah. that position well, has duties, you know? Yeah, but that's like the whole thing is uh, like these, like, I guess the... The farms, they love undocumented workers because they could yes. they could exploit oh them. I was just gonna say after Trump pay. after yeah, Trump yeah. was elected, I remember the Times wrote the story about how uh, California farmers were regretting their vote for Trump because he was suddenly gonna come for their slave labor that they rely on. Yeah. And I'm like, you should have thought of that. Like, first of all, like you should have thought of that. Like it's wretched. Yeah, it makes no sense, like Okay, your race, your whole racist uh, wall thing is gonna backfire on you because now you can't use your exploited workers. Uh, so either that or you give them proper rights and pay. Which one is it? Which one is it? Exactly. So, but yeah, and uh, wait. But honestly, I think it's a, a a challenge even for like city councils because like the real problem is just that there's not a real path for uh, to citizenship for people who come to this country um, in any way. You know, even people who take the great pains to come here, like legally, like, you know, it, there's just no path. Um, so given that a lot of the things that you would have to do to provide for and protect those workers are like band-aids to for a problem that is much like deeper and more systemic and out of your control. Does that ever like weigh on you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because like the truth of it, you know, and I get these questions a lot of like different issues and you also got to look at what a council member can do, mm -hmm. right? What we're actually capable. It's like when you talk about healthcare and you can't like, does a council member have so much council member Delano, uh, a small town in Delano have that much jurisdiction when it comes to healthcare? Not so much, but what can an elected official do? And I'll tell you what they can do when it comes to issues like that like, you know, providing a, uh, you know, uh, a path towards citizenship and having Medicare for all and a Green New Deal and whatever it may be, is by holding our other elected officials accountable, holding mm -hmm. our congressmen, holding our, our, our Congress people, our, uh, you know, individuals in the Senate. And, 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 you know, with my position, if elected, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, mm -hmm. whether it's, whether it's writing a tweet or whether it's actually having a one-on-one -on -one conversation and letting them know, Hey, I need you to sign on to this because this is, this is going to help families in the community. And in all, honestly, if they, if individuals do not, not sign on to these things, you, you have to ask who are they really working for? Mm -hmm. So I think to answer that question, as far as, does it weigh on me? It does, but it's also about accountability to our higher ups. Right. And I'm going to be honest. And if they're on, they are not signing on to these different ideas and platforms, vote them out, vote them out, mm -hmm. get someone in there who is, will actually help the people. Cause again, going back to the beginning, that's what individuals need and want is people who will actually fight for them, you know, and mm -hmm. listen to them. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, th I think that's what's so challenging about it. Because, like, on paper, everybody is theoretically in favor of a path to citizenship. But, like, what that means in the timetable, you just can't get it to happen, even though theoretically there's all this bipartisan um, support for it. Even in a state like California, which currently has Democratic supermajorities up and down, you know? And that, for me, that can be, that can be pretty disheartening. Exactly. Um. I, something else I wanted to ask was, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're our age, you're like 24, right? Yeah, um, I am 24. And, you, you know, you're running for an office probably 
held by someone older, do you ever like worry about people coming for like perceived inexperience, um, oh, you know, that kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. Like I, that was, and that's, that's the thing to say, you know, I'm going to get dragged and I'm going to get ridiculed <laughs> for running at this age. And I have been, I've, I've seen really? the post. I've read the what comments. They said? What they are say, some? we need to, we need to elect someone who pays their own rent. I'm like, what's that got to do with anything? We need to, we need to, we need to elect someone who their mom doesn't cook for them or their mom doesn't pack their lunch. And I'm just like, what? Oh my God. What? Uh, so, and I know I'm going to get that know. question a lot. And the way I'd respond to that. Okay. Is don't talk to me about experience when mm. we have quote unquote experience right now in city council and experience isn't doing a damn thing to fix mm. these issues mm. or to find or to try to find a solution. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, you know, what someone needs to obtain when they're running for office or running for a position like this is they need to have, you know, good values family mm. values right when we talk about what it's going to take for an elected official to 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 uh do a good job we need to talk about their vision their passion for the community and most importantly their heart right mm. like just how they feel about the community and what what change do they want because mm. like i said the experience that we have right now isn't doing a dang thing so yeah, I want to hear about your experience, you know? <laughs> and then on, on another note, I understand I am young. I'm fairly young. I'm 24 years old. But at the same time, I have seen firsthand my family struggle, my aunts and uncles, my, you know, other families in the community struggle because of the issues. And I firsthand have seen this. So why can't a community resident, an adult, which yeah. I am, yeah. Why can't we do something about it? Yeah. Why, and, and it's totally okay to say, and I, and this is what I believe in, right? Because a lot of times people think, well, who, you know, the question arises, who are these positions meant for? Are they meant for individuals who have a ton of degrees or a ton of experience or the elite, right? The elitist? Yeah, the elite. No. No. It's meant for everyday working people. And I consider myself a working person, right? A, wor mm -hmm. a working class uh, individual. So it's ridiculous how individuals want to put young people down. Oh, and on another note, they say several many notes, they several many notes, right? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's cool. They say, go out and get your education, son, mm. because you're going to change the world. And then you <laughs> come back and you try to do that. And then they're like, nah, you can't. Exactly. And they say, what are you doing? Get back to where you were. Yeah, no, that's yeah. like, go get an education, change the world. And then like when you get out and I'm like, well, now go, 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 go to go work, go work exactly. and uh, die, I guess. So I, and they're like, wow, you got all those crazy ideas from that commie college you went to. <laughs> you know, so, so the way I would respond to young people if they want to run for office is if you are doing it for the right reasons, by all means, do it. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, it's going to take a, a, a ton of toll on your mental health, on your social life, because it currently is right now to me. Um, yeah. But if you have the right people behind you uh, that support you and you're doing it for the right reasons, then by all means, if you don't see anyone else doing it, by all means, you are more than welcome to do it. Because at the end of the day, 
and this kind of goes back to the beginning, you know, when I was deciding to run, I asked so many people, I asked so many people, should I run? Should I run? Should I run? (laughs) And then now thinking about it, the only person that truly mattered, honestly, was myself. Mm -hmm. Because I'm on that ballot. I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. So if you, so the only person that you really need to communicate to if you should do this is yourself. <laughs> That's funny because it sounds exactly what I was like when I was, when I started five by five, nine. <laughs> That's exactly how I sound like, should I start this? Should I do this? Like I literally asked all my friends, like, should I start this thing? And they're like, yeah, you should. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I should. Yeah, we all said, yes, bitch, do it. <laughs> and then yeah, yes, no. again, two weeks later, we said, yes, bitch, do it. Yeah, it sounds a lot like that. There's a lot awesome. of like, you know, uh, that a whole like, am I supposed to be doing that as a young person? Yeah. Do, am I like, I guess, what's the word? Uh, I guess crazy. Uh, <laughs> am I insane enough to do this? Deranged. Like, insane. I mean, like anyway, like you running, I, I feel like, like even like Jewel or like anyone running right now, like David, like Dari, like you guys are insane for doing it. Cause it's so like, like you said, it's, grueling. it's like grueling. Like, it's like, I don't get why these people are like telling you, uh, like, Oh I want someone who pays their, like, but it's like, you have so much more to lose than it is to gain when like, and like, dude, that's insane. But like, that's why it's not a easy decision. Like these people that's commenting think and like, you crazy. Yeah, exactly. We talked to, we talked to Dari about how expensive it was and like, yeah. has your experience been with that? Because politics isn't really made for people in our socioeconomic class necessarily. So I, I am so happy to say that my first batch of my campaign signs have been paid through donations. Thank oh, you wow. nice. to the higher up, higher powers. Because <laughs> if not, I don't think how I, I don't I don't know how I would be able to afford it. For my first batch of banners and lawn signs and posters was a total of thirteen hundred. And <sighs> and there's and I'm all out. And I need oh, to get another damn. batch. Nice. Literally in like a, just a couple of days. So um, what I'm doing is I'm just calling families and friends and I'm telling them, Hey, you know, donate to my campaign, whatever it may be, $5, $10. And, uh, and at the same time, saving up money and saying, Sal, don't buy that t-shirt, Sal, don't buy <laughs> that new, whatever that came out. Like I could wait, you know, and just <laughs> even put my own little money in there too sometimes. So it's definitely, I, I agree, right? Like it's definitely perceived that it's meant for, you know, those who do have more money, which on another note, it's just, it, it's very disfortunate to hear that, 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 you know, cause, and even going back to like the paperwork, it's so much mm-hmm. paperwork to even get on the ballot, <laughs> so much financial paperwork. I'm like, when I looked at all the paperwork, I was like, I need an adult. Like, <laughs> I, didn't I need know. someone who pays their own rent. His mom doesn't cook for them. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and then thankfully I did find, I did find those who are experienced in it. But, um, at the same time, you have to question, you know, what are, what, what about other folks who don't have advice, who don't have people to consult mm-hmm. with them? Yeah. Who are they going to go to? Right. Yeah, and exactly. We need to make it. And this goes back to like, just the process. We need to make it easier for people to run, not harder, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So I hope, I hope that's something we can address, but of course that is way up you know yeah. legislation so election reform on top of everything yeah it, it, it yeah. does feel like it's just meant to like confuse you 
it's like uh-huh. to just dishearten you. I'm like, oh, you don't want to do this. There's so much. Well, yeah, because I, I saw I actually did. I saw all the paperwork and I was like, I'm getting myself into so much stuff right now. Like, what yeah, am I no. doing? That's exactly what they want to happen. It's just like so to confuse you. Just exactly. like you can't but you can't even do this paperwork. How could you run? You know? Exactly. I guess that was the first test. So. <laughs> that was the first Hopefully test. We're still doing it right. So <laughs> dude, but uh what is this? There's another question here that like one of the things on your campaign is focusing on access to clean water. Like, can you talk a little bit about like the water access issues in Delano? Like what's going on with that? Yeah. So um I firmly believe that access to clean and safe drinking water is a human right. And mm. what I have been seeing in, in, in the community of Delano is that our utility bills have been increasing due to a loan that the city took out years ago because the, the water was toxic, right? So, wow. so, and the truth of it is when you analyze that, you have to ask, okay, this happened, <clears throat> yes, but do the people need to be held hostage mm-hmm. because of this? Right. Um, I think my folks, I think for their water bill, they pay like 127 a month. And, and there's much like there's other individuals around town who it's even more. So what I want to do is I want to advocate and try to get funding, you know, contract contacting our, you know, our, our Congress and, and, you know, the Senate and, and letting them know like, Hey, we need more funding for our water. And when it comes to also, you know, raising uh, the utility bills, trying our best to not increase the utility bills, you know, because the thing is, is that we, and so what I see is that we have money, right? Every mm-hmm. city has money. The thing is, is where is that money going to? Mm-hmm. And our money is going to, the police department, our money is going to golf courses. Uh Who uses that? I don't even use that. (laughs) Um, Golf courses are the number one waste of fucking water. Sidebar. Yeah. Can we just tear down all the the golf courses? Make, make, make affordable housing. Golf courses like for white people, Public housing. Get rid of them. The five by five nine is firmly against golf courses. I'm against golf courses. I'm against lawns. Fuck lawns. Like if your lawn is like. It's all about cobblestone. Cobble, like stone or fucking, (laughs) or plant a garden. But use that shit. The lawn is so stupid. A community garden. Yeah, it's just we actually we have we have a uh, a community garden in a sense here in uh, in Delano as well, where people go and they could plant like whatever they want and whatnot. So it's pretty cool. But either way, yeah, I agree. Right, like most recently, we uh, I say we, but a specific council members they not not council member Brian Osorio though. Thank goodness. <laughs> but others, they approved a luxury luxury apartment complex. Mm. And the rent, I think, was like 1300 1400 I want to say. Um, and you have to ask, who's, who, who is that for? You know yeah. it, damn right, ain't for our farm workers. Yeah. Which make yeah. up a lot of our population here in Delano. It's like, you know it's, they're not going to live there. R- who's R- going to yeah. live there? Individuals who work in the prison. 
our police mm. officers. It's like, the, that's who's going to live there. So um, what I'm going to do if elected is fight to provide our land to affordable housing developers. That needs to be our priority. Because when we provide, when we provide these basic necessities to our, to our people with providing, you know, uh, proper access to clean uh, and safe drinking water, especially right now in the pandemic where water bottles were limited at a certain time, providing affordable housing, um, you know, providing opportunity for youth. When we do that, when we shift all of our resources to, to, to look at those issues, the value of Delano, I just know for a fact, is going to increase. It just has mm -hmm. to. Because yeah. those are the, the, the reason for all that's happening is because of lack of all of those things that I listed, right? Yeah, yeah we there's like <clears throat> like luxury. I guess they're not really luxury, but there's just new apartments uh, opening up, or they're starting to get built in Tower. And I know everybody in Fresno kind of heard about GB Brandville Homes building those new apartments in Tower. I'm like hmm, gentrification, but also I will say if you see <laughs> you see me living in one of those one day, I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry for being a gentrifier. <laughs> I, I apologize so, in advance. <laughs> what What is the argument for lux building luxury homes during the housing crisis? Like, is it to attract like business developers from outside the city into it? Like, what is the what is the purpose of that? I well, I don't know if you want to answer that. So, so I think I think so. The reason that that it was voted on recently was something along the lines of like, well, we don't know what's, we have this land available and it's next to, uh, it's next to certain houses. And we had actually a ton of uh, individuals who lived close to that area say, we don't want this luxury apartment to be built next to us. <laughs> and the argument for the council members who voted for it said, well, you don't know what's coming next. What? If, something that, come, if something else comes next and it's noisy and it's bad for the people who live there, then it's going to be worse. So it was what? just like, that was kind of the argument for the what? moment. Yeah. That makes no sense. I'm like, then I just, don't understand. Then just so. don't, then don't, then don't let them build there. <laughs> like if it's going to be noisy, then don't let so, them build wait, So the argument was like, well, we're going to build something eventually. So it might as well be now. Was that the, exactly. that, so, was, that was the, that's argument. not even a good argument. Like I've heard better arguments for the, the one in tower where it's like, well, if they build the, these apartments, the people who are in the current apartments could go there and then open up, the old ones and i'm like i know but like that was the <laughs> argument is that you would think that it would be like oh it'll just spread out the thing but it'll just have other people come in that didn't weren't there in the first place like exactly. me eventually oh, just kidding. in <laughs> fresno we kind of our our, our problem we, we talked to um sort of a expert person for infrastructure recently and she said our problem is that we are expanding outward but never like upward is delano kind of doing the same thing just like expanding like sprawl, outward like is there like a sprawl in delano or what's it like there i've never been what's it like tell us all about it yeah um so i think i think we are expanding in a certain i think we are expanding delano is getting bigger in a sense of we're having more housing luxury housing we're <laughs> having more businesses you know huge businesses like Jolly B. <laughs> yeah. Um, Acting the right but, businesses. But, and that's what I have been seeing, which, which, and this was a question that I got asked, you know, earlier with someone else. They asked, you know, well, what do you think about the small businesses and the big businesses, you know, 
going up in Delano, like, do you, do you just completely want to stop all corporations? And I'm like, no, but the truth of it is we need to prioritize to our small businesses, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the ones we need to be prioritizing. Not so I'm not saying, you know, we can't have a movie theater. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying we, we need to, we, first we need to look at this and solve this issue of the small businesses. Then maybe we can go look at this kind of the similar to like the water issue, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, do we do a golf course or should we do, uh, should we fix our water pipes? It's like, Mm -hmm. The water pipes doesn't sound so sexy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you should invest in that first. And then maybe we can even, you know, do that. But it's, mm. it's, it's really, it's definitely the community of Delano is definitely growing and you can definitely see it as well. You yeah. mentioned like, who are going to live in those luxury apartments? You mentioned like police officers, correctional, correctional officers. And I just noticed that there's like two state prisons in Delano. There's a North yes. state prison. Mm-hmm. Kern Valley yeah. State Prison. Are those big like employers in Delano? I think they really are, especially right now with um with Geo coming in to McFarland, um, having that detention center, which is horrible. Another um, one. They're building another one. Yeah. So it's 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 like on top of all of that and them, you know, coming in. We we and this is something that I even have on my platforms, is instead of investing in our prisons. Mm-hmm. We should invest in the community, right? Because yeah. the the thing about the prisons is that they get paid to have someone in that bed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if they don't have someone in that bed, they're not getting paid. So mm-hmm. what are they going to do? They're going to try their best to do whatever they can to get someone in that bed. You know. Yeah. So and what does that do? That that's literally our community just going into prison. Yeah, right? it's exactly. ridiculous. So we need to definitely look at how we can um, how we can just address that because our community should not be prioritizing prisons over education, mm-hmm. yeah. over our kids, over our water, over you know. So so definitely, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, uh, sort of on a related note, kind of, I wanted to ask about, um, you mentioned curbing gang violence in the city as well in your platform. And, uh, and you know, in the, U- in the U.S. right now, we're having a real reckoning with, like, policing Police? and over-policing and these things, um, mass incarceration. So I wanted to ask, what does curbing gang violence look like in an environment where we're also trying to sort of do policing in a different way like what is the what what is what does curbing gang violence look like for you yeah so what 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 that means to me or what it looks like to me is addressing the root cause of the issues of why Mm -hmm. individuals join gangs of why individuals go into wrong paths like drug addiction or anything like that looking at the root cause and not putting a bandaid on it, but trying to address the real issue, which in my opinion is lack of opportunity. Yep. And when we talk about, you know, especially right now with the current climate with, uh, with the black matter movement and with, you know, with policing and police reforming, I strongly believe that we need to look at our resources because a lot of our time, a lot of the times people think when it comes to gang violence, and this is very appealing to some people, you know, 
um, is that when we talk about gang violence and how to address it, they say put more police on the ground, right? <laughs> yeah. Put, give more money to the police. But yeah. at the same time, if you think about it, police isn't really meant to to prevent. Honestly, it's, mm, it's not that to prevent to to get there when it happens, mm-hmm. when yeah. it occurs. Yeah. So we need to we need to prevent this. We we don't need to just show up, right? Yeah. And and what I want to do and what I want to push is I want to reallocate the funds from the Delano Police Department to address other issues like our youth providing mm-hmm. youth programs, like mentorships, like mm-hmm. college nights and mm-hmm. job fairs, and especially yeah. with not just our youth, and this is kind of controversial to some people, even the individuals who recently get out of prison, helping mm-hmm. them. Because the truth of it is, what successful person do you know that has not gotten a second chance, right? Because when we give individuals who recently get out of prison and were incarcerated a second chance by helping them with career services and building their resume and searching for a job and maybe even possibly expunging their record, depending, Mm -hmm. of course, what they have, that's going to set them up for life. Because if we don't do all of that, where where are they going to go? And I've seen this with myself. I've seen this with my with my own siblings when they Mm -hmm. were incarcerated and they Mm -hmm. got out, where did they go? They went into the damn same system again because there wasn't anything there to help them to address the issue. Hmm. Right. And, and that's ridiculous. And that's, that's how we curb gang violence. In my opinion, that's how we curb it. Not with more cameras, not which, which, which I say that because that's what happened recently. They, They approved cameras for, for Delano. And they said, this is going to help us. Help us what? That's not going to help our youth. Cameras is also a tool meant to, to, uh, to produce a specific mood, right? Like yeah. if I, I was telling a friend, think about it, right? When you visit the suburbs, you don't see cameras. Well, now they do. Now, th- now there's camera. The camera. Now, now there's rings on every. Right? <laughs> when you visit more of the quote unquote ghetto places or whatever it may be. Right. You yeah. see more of the cameras because the cameras have a certain vibe. And if all we have in Delano is cameras, what is what vibe is that going to give off to individuals in our in our community? You're in a police that state. We need to be watched all the freaking time. That's the right? vibe. So yeah, that's how I will curb gang violence. <laughs> you you yeah that's oh sorry go ahead. No, I oh, you could go, Tommy. Yeah, that's um. So so I really I really like your answer because I feel like. I was I was just reading the other day that like with prisons, seventy six percent of people who are released from prisons are rearrested within you know a year, like seventy or no within five years, seventy six percent of people. And what that tells me is that this is really like a cycle. And what it sounds like is that you know your your plan is to like break the cycle. Um, and I feel like with a, a a proposal like cameras, that's more like we need to observe the cycle in motion and arrest at the right time. Um, and you know, I think it's, I think that's kind of the core of sort of the progressive movement is that we're just trying to break cycles. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's good to see, you know, that in play. Um, and I, I did, I did want to ask like kind of one more thing about, um, your work with the democratic central committee, actually. No, wait, um, no, because... I, have, I have a question that's... Oh, oh you do, I'm before not... that. Before okay. before we move on from this topic. If you're, sure, sure, yeah. If Go you're ahead. comfortable, because you mentioned that, if you're comfortable answering this, you mentioned your siblings were incarcerated. Like, what will happen? What did they do? 
yeah. So um, it, it's just, you know, offenses as far as, you know, from, you know, whether it's theft or whether it's mm-hmm. drug addiction or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. they just decided to go into those bad paths. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think, and honestly, you know, when, when, <clears throat> when analyzing those things, you know, I blame the whole damn system. Mm-hmm. I blame the whole damn system yeah. for not being able to be there for my siblings and not being able to provide what they need, what they needed um, when they went through those times is I blame the whole damn system and I'm trying to freaking change the whole damn system, right? With, with a lot of, you know, people backing yeah. me up and, 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 and a movement arising is that we need to, it's we're, I'm so tired of seeing on the news every freaking day, not every day, of course, but all the time seeing about who died in the city of Delano, oh, who got yeah. shot. Yeah. And people who I literally, there was two little girls that just got shot recently in Delano. They were mm-hmm. so young. Then I, then, you know, individuals who I went to school with, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, even, you know, I could totally relate to, to, to that as well, because even my own sibling, you know, um, passed away, uh, not in Delano and McFarland due to gun violence as well. And, and it goes back to the question that I blame the whole fucking damn system. Mm-hmm. for doing this right because at the end of the day opportunity wasn't there mm-hmm. yeah opportunity wasn't there to address the real issues that happened there's that to address a lot of people think it's all about like individual choice like they chose to do that you know they were free to choose but in reality that's not that's not the reality it's not it's not it's, it's not just individual choice there's like and there, there was this uh good uh analogy my criminology professor i took like this uh criminology class it was called uh what's the youth one juvenile juvenile delinquency Ooh. juvenile incarceration but they talk about uh there's like the opportunity there's two ladder there's like opportunity ladders if you don't have access to the ladder of like the regular opportunities like of course you're gonna go to this different ladder that you do have opportunities, which is usually crime, because they don't give a shit what you are. Unlike the regular system where there's a lot of like barriers to that. Yeah. So yeah, so the, yeah, it's just a different system that actually gives them opportunity, which is unfortunately crime or whatever exactly. other other illicit illicit activities. But yeah, a lot of people don't think that. And police also I wanted to say police aren't gonna do shit. Yeah, like you said, they're there to to show up when things are bad they're not there to prevent it and also even if you do call them they don't come and then they, yeah they come sit, the time they, don't come. <laughs> they, they come four hours later and then they shoot your dog and then like <laughs> or they bust into the wrong apartment and shoot them yeah and like, like did Ray. i kill someone like you're like yeah all of that great so. you did, i think you. especially in these times right now with the movement going on and i think if you do not agree that we need police some type of police reform where have you been? Dude, like, they're the ones being protected. Not, it's ridiculous. And, and, and of course, there's people out there who are literally like pro, you know, I don't want to say pro yeah. cops, but they're all about the, um, the blue lives matter. <laughs> and hey, I just uh, want- the all lives matter. And it's like, I you, just, need to, you need to take a step back. And I want to, this is my own personal opinion. Blue lives do not fucking matter, bro. <laughs> what the fuck are those? Yeah. Blue lives aren't real. 
Blue Lives Matter is just an empty rhetorical exercise made in oh, response also, to you like know, uh, Black Lives Matter. It's not. There's no actual authentic concern about cops' lives because cops are not in danger. Like they're not. Get they're a not in danger job. in the same way. Get a new yeah, job. They're, you're, they're the ones with the guns. They're the ones who busted to the places. Like they have the power in almost every interaction. Exactly. You know? I'm like, bro. Like, I kept arguing with one of my uh, someone on Instagram. They're like yeah dude uh he was scared for his life it was in regards to jacob like i'm like what do you mean you're scared for your life you're a cop like you knew that signing up like get a new job pussy like bitch don't don't fucking be a cop you're gonna be a pussy about it even touching up on like the whole looting and stuff you know like when people people are like I, i i remember i came at this one guy because he was he was saying like this is so bad why are they doing this why are they doing this and I was like, why I responded to him. And I said, you know, you know, we shouldn't judge. We shouldn't one. We shouldn't call them animals because he referred to them as no. animals. Yeah. And then number two, he, he referred to, to, to the action just, you know, being horrible. And I'm like, if all you do is focus on what they're doing, you're missing the whole point. Yeah. You're missing I'll the let them burn that shit down because yeah. These are people who have been oppressed mm-hmm. by the system. And who are we to tell, you know, to tell um, individuals who have been oppressed to not to not directly change that within their yeah. own, within their own area? Like that's it's ridiculous to me. And there was actually there was this one quote that I really loved from um, from uh, it's, it's a show called Little Fires Everywhere. And um, and I and I have the quote um, and it's it's about it's similar to talking about like the whole looting and stuff and. It says, sometimes you need to storch everything to the ground and start over. After the burning, the soil is richer and new things can grow. People are like that too. They start over and they find a way, right? And it it goes back to like when I saw the Twitter videos of individuals, you know, burning down police stations and there was some sort of like, like, you know, shoulders can be let down, like, oh, like you can mm. breathe now. And, yeah. and that's what it felt like, like individuals can finally breathe because they didn't feel like they were going to get shot just for mm. calling the police. You know, mm. I hope uh, I hope Alex Tavlian from The Sun isn't listening to this because he's going to write a whole ass article of you saying that. He's going to oh, be like, right? oh, like, uh, there's this guy, Alex Tavlian. He runs The Sun. I don't know if you've ever read any articles from them. But I like, haven't. No, but he uh, <laughs> there's a Sandra Celadon. She's like a something in like building healthy communities. Like she's the CEO of that. And she's on the police reform for Fresno. And she had a tweet about like, burn it all to the ground. And he wrote a whole fucking article about the fucking about tweet, the tweet. About the tweet. And I'm like, who gives not a shit, bro? Who gives a tweet. fuck? That's not even policy, all bro. All you do is focus on literally just what I said and not address, not look at the root cause of what I'm, what, and what, what you are saying. What yeah. Meant. What that meant. Yeah. What meant? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what we yeah, said. Because with this kind of conversation, a lot of people are afraid to say what you said. Like, they're afraid to explore, like, the emotions that would lead someone to destroy things. They're afraid to get into that because they don't want to be seen as, like, a collaborator with destruction. You know what Bro. I mean? They don't want to be seen as someone, like, egging on, like, violence. But yeah. and, 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 like, you know, you can see it in the presidential election going right now. You know, oh Biden has to walk this, like, thin <laughs> line between, like, well, the protesters have a reason to protest. But say. There's a difference between protest and looting. And it's like, just say property, sure. but like, you know, these things 
happen are happening for a reason like the, the police escalate every issue exactly. yeah you know just <laughs> if you if you show up with with um you know gas canisters to throw at people naturally those people will bring shields and that's you know and it, it is an escalation you know Dude. and that's that's sort of the issue so so i'm glad you spoke on that because a lot of people Bro. are too afraid to now um, because they don't want to be labeled a certain thing um, dude biden just gotta say people over property and then boom don't need to say anything else yeah that's really all you have to say bitch yeah. just say people over property and then bye i that's remember all I was that. with a friend once um it was way back it was it was a few years ago definitely before the trump presidency it was i think it was a chicago um riot and they had like burned down a cvs or something or broken some windows and he was like, oh, you know, this is so bad for the small businesses there. And I was like, well, how many black lives is that window worth? Like one, two, four, like how many is it? You know, it's at the end of the day, these are objects, you know, that can be replaced. Yeah. Lives you know, cannot. People just can't. Yeah. Lives cannot be replaced. I completely agree. It's like, and, and it's, it's, it goes back to like, I want people to, who are mad at the looting, quote unquote looting, to be as mad for the killing that occurred. Like, mm -hmm. be mad. Be the same way. You know, like it's ridiculous. And don't yeah. tell, don't tell black people how to protest. Who are you to tell them how to protest? No. What's exactly. quote unquote okay? What's the good kind of protest? No, get out of here with that. Like <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. All right. And, what do you want to say? Thomas? Yeah. Speaking of speaking of um, empty rhetoric, and <laughs> the bare minimum. Uh, as far as like these issues, the Democratic Central Committee, uh, we just spoke to someone who's on on the Fresno one um, and she was just kicked out of it over some tweets. And she she had a lot of critiques of it, like basically that it's like out of touch, elitist, like the members don't really like it is inclusive. And we wanted to ask you about your experience with your Democratic Central Committee and if it was similar. So um, we definitely have some, you know, some differences when it when it comes to the members of the central committee right we have we have our uh our moderates we have our progressives and what i am going to say is that i am proud to say that we have we're almost almost at a majority to have progressives um wow. on the central committee um and that was something that was definitely lacking um prior of me being elected on and uh and a friend actually told me to to run for it with him and, and others and you know we all decided to do it and if it wasn't for him like i wouldn't have done it i didn't honestly <clears throat> back then i didn't even know what a central committee was me so neither like, us right? neither until that episode no, we didn't know yeah we didn't know <laughs> we're like what the fuck is this yeah i'm like what, what is do this they do <laughs> people even too when i when i told them about how i was running for it they were like what is what is what is that and then i had to kind of explain to it <laughs> And um, but the central committee really has a lot of power when it comes to who they endorse, who mm -hmm. they push and what ideals they push. Right. Like what. So but honestly, I'm going to say, you know, yes, we have differences. But at the same time, we, we at the end of the day, we try to work for what's best for for the people at, at sometimes. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, that's all I will say. Yeah. Brian, I think it was Brian on that reach across Fresno podcast saying that how maybe it was also jewel but like how local government when it's the local city councils like allegiances like democrat republican doesn't matter as much as it is like what their districts like uh priorities are so 
I think that's just kind of like the difference between local and state exactly. national politics. Kind of like, uh, kind of all goes away. But you know, it's still well because at the, because at the end of the day, Ram, like we're not, and this is what I believe in, is that we're not fighting for Democrat issues. We're not mm-hmm. fighting for Republican issues. Yeah. We're fighting for basic damn human rights when it comes mm-hmm. to healthcare for you know Medicare yeah. for all. When it comes to a Green New Deal. When it comes to providing programs and opportunity for our youth when it comes to access to clean and safe drinking water that's not democrat or republican that's basic no. needs that we all need yeah. so i, I wish everyone believed that yeah i wish everyone believed that uh, instead of whatever mess we're in now but uh you know it's good to, it's good to see people like you running uh gives us gives me hope in this dark times honestly what's the alternative though right like that's one thing that i told myself too when i was deciding to run is if I don't run, then what's the alternative? It's just me not running and, and the people who, the the current incumbents, if they win again, you know, how they're going to shape the next four years of of not only my life, Everybody's but my life. little sister's life, mm-hmm. my, you know, other families in Delano. And if I can at least change that or impact that in a positive way by running and possibly getting elected, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And I've actually seen, a lot of youth contact me and say, Hey Sal, because of you, I want to run one day because Ooh. of you, you, t- you showed me that I can do it too. And because yep. of Brian, he showed me that I can do it too. So it's all about ordinary people doing these things that should be, you know, meant for ordinary working class people. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's like that, uh, it's like a ripple effect, mm-hmm. you know, even Bernie, dude, he started it. He started it. It was like, uh, even though he lost, you know, twice. Look at how many incumbents <laughs> are losing now. All yeah, over yeah. The state, yeah you know? exactly. This is and rippling. then when, when progressives win, they try to challenge them with a moderate challenger and they get smacked down. Exactly. Yeah. And, and honestly, that like, and I, and I get so much excitement from seeing progressives win when it comes to like AOC and the squad and Corey mm-hmm. Bush recently winning and, Uh All of that excites the hell out of me because we're going to be focusing now on the real issues, not just a band-aid. Yeah. Right. Uh Not just politics. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, this is, it's, it's what happens to our everyday life. Like that's what politics is. And um, so it's just about giving a crap and actually doing something about it as an elected official. Yeah. Well, great i think well, that's something that's it's a like podcast. An, yeah that's a pod we that's did it uh, this, is our, this is our plug section so go yeah, ahead and plug if you want to website plug. twitter all that yeah stuff. go ahead awesome so please follow if you so if you want to follow my my personal one i'm gonna be personal um <laughs> follow my uh instagram it's solorio sal s-o-l-o-r-i-o-s-a-l and then my campaign one is salvador for delano and then if you want to look at all my platforms and maybe even donate, it's uh, Um, And uh, my number is no. But uh, <laughs> but uh, if y'all you know, hit me up and uh, definitely make something happen or just chat, I am always here for anyone who is listening. Oh, so, uh, can I do the show plugs this time? Yeah, do it. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. okay, okay. let's go. Okay. Um, uh, you've been listening to the 5x59 podcast, the podcast that was birthed by the 5x59 newsletter that you can listen to at 5x59.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the same. 
please remember to leave a review uh, on iTunes. Um, we're also on Spotify. And uh, you can follow me at uh, twitter.com slash Tommy Writes, T-O-M-I-I Writes. And uh, that's right, like with a pen, not like gay rights. And then you can follow Ram at Vibes Radiator um, on Twitter as well. All right. Subscribe to the newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter, please. So I could yeah, get subscribe now. Money. Register to vote. <laughs> Register to vote. Register to vote. We are going to be doing a voter guide soon. Soon. I need to write those. I need to write that. Uh, I need to write that. Uh, So I think I might just take it over. Yeah, do it. But anyways, uh, (laughs) thank you so much, Sal, for being on the podcast. It was awesome. And yeah, you don't have to get up the call, by the way. We're just ending. the. We're just ending the episode. You you can hang out if you want. Yeah. But anyways, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Peace. See you all in the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.